Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm so glad that you gave me the chance to share with you God's Word. I hope that this second Sunday, second week of Advent is um, helping you to prepare yourself more properly for the coming of the Lord. Let's open our hearts, our minds to the work of the Holy Spirit as we pray and get ready to listen God, to God's words. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. With A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now, the ax lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. Better chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue our Advent journey, and as a church, we enter into the second week of Advent. Of course, we lit the second candle in our Advent wreath, and with two candles, we can certainly see farther than with one candle, right? 
And we know, I don't know, I hope I won't spoil the whole thing, that by the time we all have the, we have the all for the candles lit, we will be able to see that a great light has come into the world with Jesus being born. Last week, the Word invited us to climb on the mountain, to get closer to God, to the house of God, and there we heard God will instruct us and teach us how to change our lives. And the major symbol that we received from Scripture was that God wants us to learn how to change our swords into plowshares. You remember? And with the command that we received from Jesus last week to stay awake, be constantly aware that He is coming, we unpacked the Word and learn how to identify those parts of our lives, our personalities, in our relationships that need to be changed so that our negativity, something that is not right there, can be changed into a blessing for another person. We take another step and we leave the mountain and we now go into the desert, the place where we cannot rely on anything else but our own strength, right? In the desert, there are no wawas, there are no stations where we can stop for a refreshing beverage or a snack. And also, I understand in the desert, there is no Wi-Fi. So we don't know how to watch YouTube or something. So it, we have really to learn how to rely on our own strength. But in the desert, is also the place where some of the prophets were telling us that it's where God wants us to be, to go so that He can reveal to us how much He loves us. You remember, there are wonderful lines in the, in the book of the prophet Hosea where God invites people said, come into the desert. Come, in the desert I will tell you how much I love you so that He can have our undivided attention. And in fact, we realize that when we quiet down, the moment we let go of all the craziness on the preparation for Christmas, we hear that voice that God wants to be Emmanuel, God with us. That's the desire of our soul. We say, come, Emmanuel, I want to be with you. But the desert is also the place where evil spirits can be encountered. You remember shortly after the uh, gospel passage that we just read, we, after the baptism of Jesus, we see that the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert, and there he is tempted by Satan. So this is also the time when we have to face our difficulties, our quote-unquote demons. But we are in very good company, because in the desert we find our own patron saint of our parish, John the Baptist. And he's inviting, he's bellowing, he's screaming, he's yelling, inviting people to come to, into the desert. And what, what a paradox. We are called into the desert, but in this desert there is a river. The very, it's the River Jordan. The very same river that a couple of centuries earlier the people of Israel led out of Egypt by Moses. You remember uh, with the um, opening of the Red Sea? We saw the movie, right? We, we saw that, you know, they passed. Okay. And then, but before entering into the Promised Land, they had to go through the Jordan, the, the very same river. And now they are called back to the very same place. But there is something else, another invitation 
John does not want them to go back into the promised land. He's telling them, repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand, and it is so close that you can actually step into it. And that's the invitation that we want to take for this week as well, understanding that we are invited to enter into a deeper relationship with God, where God has a, an opportunity to act in our lives. How do we enter? The word that John uses is repent. Repent really means to turn, to turn around, to change one's mind in order to change one's behavior. John is telling us if we want to embrace the kingdom, this reality where God is with us and is living in our own lives and share our history, we must change our mind about who God is, about who we are, and about who the other people are, the role that our neighbors play in our relationship with God. We have to change our mind. And this change must be done immediately. It's not like, well, let me think about it, you know. It's, I, I get it, I decide. In or out. That's what he's going for. Because we want to change our mind and change our behavior, now I'm going to show you what physically this is, and I hope I won't get hurt myself. So, okay. This, imagine this. I'm going to dramatize the whole Christian life. All right, aren't you glad you came? <laughs> Imagine we're going this way and we're really thinking we're going in the right place, but now all of a sudden someone tells us, dude, the father's house, the, the goal of your life is over there, not over there. So now I have to make a choice. What am I going to do? Will I continue to go thinking I'm going to be okay? Eventually, probably, I'm going to make it there. It may or may not happen. Or what is, what is the other option I have? Turn around, right? So the word to repent means this. I stop in my track. I understand that the goal is over there. I just have to do this. <laughs> that happened without getting hurt. It's a good day, my friend. <laughs> so you just jump and turn. You don't have to do that at home. You know, it's just the, the idea that we cannot think about it. Once we get the good news, we have to respond. Now, John the Baptist tells us, in order for us to repent, how do we know if we are repenting? I told you, we change our mind in order to, behave, to change our behavior. John is telling us, produce good fruits as a sign of your repentance. We may say with our mouth, oh yes, I believe in Jesus, you know, keep Jesus the reason of the season, you know, all these many wonderful things. But unless whatever I believe comes from my behavior, we still have a work to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance. If we are children of God, we ought to behave as children of God. We cannot behave as the other gods. Otherwise, what difference will Christ make in our lives, right? What difference do we bring into the world? And what difference does it make whether the kingdom of God is at hand or not? And therefore, the challenge that comes to us is very evident. And the word of God this week gives us a lot to work on. First of all, Paul tells us that we 
must welcome everybody as Christ welcomed us. That's a major change, right? Remember, I have to change my mind about who God is, about who I am, and about who other people are. God now has called me his child. I have to change my mind because now I am part of God's household. But he also is calling his children everybody else. And therefore, my sense of family must stretch in order to welcome everybody in. You remember lesson number one. We talked about it a couple of months ago. God so loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So Jesus came as a sign of love for all people. And he follows that now we who are Christians, we who welcome Christ as God with us, we who commune with him and become one with him in his body and blood, my friends, we have no enemies. Every single person in front of me is my brother and my sister. Why? Because God called that person my child. Big change, don't you think? Now, in order for us to understand this, Isaiah gives us an even clearer vision. Isaiah helps us to zoom in and sharpen what this means. Did you hear that, first of all, Isaiah tells us that God will not judge us by appearance. It's not shallow. It's not passing judgment on us just because of what we look like. He will not evaluate our life based on hearsay, what somebody else says. And therefore, we must do the same. We cannot just pass on judgment just because we read a headline. We don't even read. The, I, I really enjoy in social media when people write comments on a uh, newspaper article. They're only reading the, the headline. And they are reacting to the headline, not to the article. So that means superficial. We want to go into the issue and say, hey, what is this all about? We want to make a difference. But then Isaiah also does another thing. He takes the opposites of something and puts them together. He says, when he comes, and he has come, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The cow and the bear will be together. Do you think that the lamb, looking at the wolf, might feel a little strange by being with him? I understand wolf like lamb chops very, very much. But the difference that the kingdom of God makes is the fact that now opposites can live together. Because we don't longer have enemies. We just have brothers and sisters. And therefore, this week, we want to focus on how much we need the person who is on the other side of whatever we believe, of whatever we think, of whatever is going on. And there are no longer divisions. We have to make sure that we don't pass judgment onto people who are on the other side. Because on the other side, even though maybe a, a, a lion or a wolf, is still, I still need it in order for me to experience the kingdom. You know what I'm talking about? We, as I keep saying, the left wing and the right wing belongs to the same bird. What matters is for the bird to fly, and it needs both wings. The left side of the church and the right side of the church belong to the same church. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we want to make this difference this week. 
looking for whatever it is that is divided and be agent of saying, I need you. I may not agree with you, but guess what? You are still my brother. You are still my sister. And I'm going to watch out how I'm going to talk about you. Are we in? Who's going to take this challenge? Because this is the way we are going to strengthen the path. This is the way that Christ can come. When we clear the path and we become more and more like him. Ooh, it's going to be a wonderful week, don't you think? But again, we want to do something that allows us to experience Christ's presence. If we continue to behave like everybody else, what, what can Christ do? And sometimes we feel that God is not doing something, and we have to ask ourselves, could it be that we're putting too many obstacles between us and Christ, so that Christ's plans is just frustrating, frustrating, and he had to find new ways of doing it. Hopefully, we will not get in the way as we continue to pray. We want to thank the Lord today that he's revealing himself as a father who lovingly is telling us, reminding us, do you trust me? Do you put your faith in me? And if so, allow me to be God with you so that you can live your life as a child of God. And we bring to the altar our struggles, our difficulties, whatever it is that we're going through, so that it can be changed and we can become together as a community, living witnesses to all people out there that indeed God came to love us and he wants to be God with us, Emmanuel, until the end of time. I hope the Word of God this weekend inspired you to take another step heavenwards. And I pray that uh, you will share with me your experience, your uh, uh, feedback, so that uh, we can grow together. Uh, I ask you to continue to pray for me as I take my own steps in the priesthood and uh, continue my journey, and I will be praying for you as well. I wish you well, and I'll talk to you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.